welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a great and happy Thanksgiving. And welcome to the show. Uh, I've got a uh, uh, a very fun one today with Mary Beth Robinson. Uh, you will learn more about her, obviously, but uh, just to read her background, for 20 years, she's worked with people across the globe to discover their superpowers. She uses her intuitive ability to help people deeply understand where their true genius and power reside. Uh, she does a superpower reading uh, with her company, um, Superpower Inc. Uh, the website's in the show notes, as is her email address. And she did one for me uh, before she came on the show, before she talked to me at all. Uh, so we talk a good deal about it. Um, I was kind of, you know, I was, I was skeptical, but I did uh, probably more show prep than I've done for, for guests, uh, with her. Um, I went and listened to a bunch of her other podcast appearances to see if she said, you know, kind of the same cookie cutter thing to everyone. And, you know, look, if, if she, I'll say this, if she was a diehard listener of the podcast, uh, which I firmly believe her that she is not, uh, but if she's a diehard listener to the podcast, I suppose if she listened to every episode and took notes, she would have probably worded some things in my reading the way she did. I don't know how, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know, make up your own mind. And if you really want to know, you know, hit her up, uh, you know, go to superpowerinc.org, I believe is the website. And you can see, but we talk about a lot of things. Um, Hitler comes up because my question was, you know, about, uh, you know, your superpower. Can it maybe be something that's bad? Um, so we, we talk about that. Yes. Stay tuned. She has some, some, I, I, I thought it was a fascinating and interesting time. You know what I like to do to make things more interesting? I like a cocktail or two. That's why I love working with Flaviar. Look at the segue on this guy. <laughs> this is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila. And heaps of story to tell. Use the link in the show notes to below so that you get the discount for being a listener of the Jeff Macalino podcast. Uh, also, this episode is sponsored by Ibotta. Ibotta is a cashback shopping app that earns you cash back for buying things you already intended to buy. It's really easy to use. You can save at hundreds or thousands of retailers across the country uh, and online. Uh, and look, I just withdrew. My first twenty-some uh, uh, bucks from Ibotta. I don't use it that often, but I use it when I should, and it's actually linked to my liquor store that I go to the most often. Uh, so automatically, anytime I buy something that pings on that list, I just check in and get a notification. Hey, 
yesterday I earned a dollar fifty, and the whiskey was on sale to begin with, which made it even you know a better deal. Uh, download the app using the link below to get a special introductory offer for being a valued listener of this fine podcast. All right, everyone, I'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy me and Mary Beth Robinson. All right, everybody, I am very pleased to welcome Mary Beth Robinson to the Jeff Macalino podcast. Uh, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Jeff? I am doing very well, thank you, Paul. I'll share the listeners my uh, Amazon delivery story I told you before we came on. <laughs> nice. Feel like I should get a tip though. <laughs> I do too. You should get the delivery. Uh, the yeah. delivery boy. Do they do they get paid for package, or is that that's just Uber Eats deliveries probably? Oh, probably. So yeah, no, I don't need any of his paycheck. Uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> um, Mary Beth, uh, you are uh, well. I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to describe you. You your your company is Superpower Inc. That's probably mm-hmm. a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I guess an easier way to do this would be why don't you explain what you do and what your uh what what you specialize in, and then we can dive in from there. Okay, good. You know, I am uh, I'm really intuitive, and I always have been. And um, through the years, I'm 52 now. Um. Through the years, I have figured out what how to use my intuition, how how I could best use it. I always had it. And um, as I got older, I realized that I could see things in people that were really down deep, you know, like things that if you met somebody, it's not about who they, you know, where they came from or what they do for a living or if they're a parent or whatever. I just knew things. And um, and I had always done given intuitive information to my friends, um, or family members. And, um, and that, that was just always like a thing. And then all of a sudden I just kind of started saying, oh, and by the way, this is what's so special about you. And that's kind of, that's partly how it started. And, um, so for the last like almost 20 years, I've been doing readings for people basically saying, Hey, here's who you really are. You know, here's who you're, I see you. I see your essence. And it's not like this defined thing, like you should be an accountant or you should play the violin. It's more like, here's who you are in your essence. And um, here's what's so great about you and really unique. And um, and that's what I do. I And I do blind, blind readings for people before I have um, sessions with them. And I did that for you, Jeff. And I just... I just wrote what I got and um, I tune in with people and I usually just need the first name and I just go. The less I know p- about people, the better, because I don't, I don't want my brain to get involved. I just want it to be my pure intuition. And um, so I, I've been doing that for almost 20 years and helping people really get a sense of who they are so they can consciously use their gifts and their genius. We usually really quickly, we usually discount our essence because it's so easy. Like for you, Jeff, one of the things that you are amazing at is relating to people, you know, whomever they are, wherever, whatever station in life they are, young, old, whatever color, whatever, whatever, 
you can relate to people and make them feel at home. And you probably don't try to do that. You don't like study. How do I make people feel at home? You know, like it's just something you do. And the things that we do automatically, we don't think they're that special. And um, so we don't consciously see, wow, I'm doing that. Like, I'm really good at that. And so it helps to have somebody say, hey, by the way, let's take a look at all these things that you've got and how amazing they are and how powerful they are. And then we can kind of go on from there and help you see them and, and work with them more. So that's, that's the business I do. And um, I call your essence, your superpower, you know, like what is so you that it is incredibly powerful and can make a difference to so many people and yourself and give you joy at the same time. Right. And uh, I, and I'll, I'll vouch for, we exchanged may, uh, two or three emails, maybe tops about a scheduling for the podcast and I said, do you need anything from me? And you said, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want anything from you. And I, I, I need to do this. Um, and we'll we'll touch more on my my reading uh, in a bit. But I'll, I'll say, too, when I was reading it at first, I'm like, oh, she must have heard me say this on the podcast. And then I'm like, no, she did this in, I don't even know if it was 24 hours from when I last, when you told me you were going to do it to when you sent it to me. And I'm like, there's no way she could have gone through a hundred episodes of my podcast and picked out certain just lucky spots. We're like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna work that in. I'm like, because some of them, it's like that would have been episode thirty. I don't, you know, I don't think she just went all the way back to random episode and listened to a random clip from that episode that just happened. I mean, if so, you, you obviously you still got a, a a gift of your own if you could just pick and choose because right. I think if you lay my podcast out every episode, I think it's more than like eight or nine days of listening. So, you you know, <laughs> that would right. that would be a chore. Yeah. And you know what? For me, it's so, and honestly, I cannot do research because it's so boring to me. I'm like, oh, do I have to? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to read the manual that comes with things. I don't want to, you know, like it's so much easier for me to just do it, you know, like, cause I know it. I just am like, when I get tuned in, it's like a satellite dish. That's how my brain works. And, um, and then I know things that often for people, things that they would not tell anybody else, you know, like I've always had the sense or I've always thought maybe I was like this, but I would have never told anyone because I would have thought that was conceited or, you know, making myself too big. And um, those are the things that I know that you really can't find through um, through any kind of, I mean, I'm not a profiler. Right, right. Yeah, it's not you know, like I people people go on their Facebook and say, I'm really insecure about this thing that I don't want to tell people. <laughs> Right. They're more like, look, I just like hiked this 14er, you know, like that's what we put on Facebook. How perfect my life is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it, but it, you know, like I watch like people do tattoos, you know, those shows where people come in and say, I have this picture of my grandmother. Would you put it on my arm? And they just, you know, da -da -da, draw it out. And I'm like, how in the world can anyone do that? To me, that is 
amazing. And they're just, of course I would. Um, And that's kind of how our superpowers are. Like, we'd be like, like when people say, how do you tune in? I'm like, how do you not tune in? Because it's so easy for me, you know, kind of like you, how do you make people feel at ease? How do you not make people feel at ease? You know, like it's foreign to you that anyone wouldn't want to engage with you. And if they don't, you're like, you're out, you know, like, I don't need to waste my time with you because you're not any fun and you're not interesting because um, that's just not the kind of person that you draw into your life. You know, it's just easy. It's easy, but it's not easy for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and um, that's a, it's a good comparison. And, and I even, um, I'll say this. So I, I read that and I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. This is, this is weird. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, and I'll say this, because this is the, the skepticism part of me. I'm like, I went and I listened to five or six other podcasts you've been on. And I'm like, I just, I just want to hear if she says the same. No, no, not the same thing. <laughs> it's always yeah. different. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, that, you know, because my thing, I've, I've said this before when I was talking to people about mediums. Yeah, mediating. yeah. And I'm like, I feel like a lot of times, and actually I had someone on the podcast who certifies mediums and he oh, said okay. he fails, yeah. I think he said 80 to 90% of them fail the, the, the trial. Wow. Um, wow. And he yeah. said, that doesn't mean that they're fake. It means they yeah. could not pass our trial. There could be other circumstances, but he's like, right. so I'm not disparaging people who didn't pass, but we have a high standard of who we, who we qualify. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I always want like the mentalist act like you can say things right. that everyone really you know if you're like oh your right. loved one they were they were passionate but they had they had their deep dark secrets right everybody yeah okay everyone 99.9 of the globe <laughs> right exactly so so that's where i was like i feel like this is specific i just i'm not a hundred percent sure <laughs> so but i i i you know again i i have no I'm I'm sure I could have someone on who'd say, "Oh, this is generic. This is sure. this is more common than you'd think." But I I looked. I did try to poke holes in like, "Oh, this wasn't a reading. This is yeah." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, I can't." And can I say? Nor do I want to. By the way, <laughs> because I, I you know I do think again a, a lot of the stuff in here, um, even a couple of the words you used, and I I should have highlighted these before you came on. Um, but, uh, this is something that I don't know if this was a throwaway line to you, but I talk about dreams and I always talk about how, like my, when I'm sleeping, my dreams and how I feel like there's messages in there and I'm, I, I have, I battle trying to figure it out. Uh, and no one really can tell me the answer, but at one point you, you put a line in, I'm here to tell you, you dreams that the dreams you've dreamed are important. Uh, you put that in there and I'm like, that's just, I feel like that's weird. Cause I don't know. I, I don't know that you were, you were specifically trying to refer to sleeping dreams as opposed to like, you know, dreams like right. goals. Um, yes. And you know, and it's not uncommon, like, and it's different when I'm doing, so when I, when I work with people, I will do a write up for them and then we'll have a phone conversation because the write-up kind of like tills the soil, you know, it's like gets you ready for the conversation we're going to have. 
Um, because as you can tell, it's pretty, it's pretty in-depth. And I want people to know we're going to have an, a, a real in-depth conversation about real stuff. And um, so when I speak, sometimes I'll just like kind of get these um, goosebumps, you know, you know, where I just feel like, whoa, here comes the energy. And I'll say it again and I'll say, I don't know what this means, but apparently you do, you know, like very specific. And I am really specific about the words that I use. What I didn't say in your reading is follow your dreams. Right. Which is way different than the dreams you have dreamed. That's very different. Exactly. So, yeah. And so I'm glad you caught that because some, sometimes people don't. And I, one of my favorite things to say is words have meaning, words have meaning, like, because there are words that I will use in my readings that I would never use or phrases will come up that are meaningful for people. And I, you know, and then there are sometimes I will say, listen, this is the wackiest thing I could ever say. I don't know what it means, but you do. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. And um, that happens quite a bit. And I have learned because at first when I started doing this, I wouldn't say that. But now I have learned to trust the reading is the reading. You know, what I get is what I get. And that's what I'm supposed to say right then when I'm talking to somebody and, and I use specific words and I get those specific, because what I do is I basically, I get impressions and then I interpret them as well as I possibly can to get them out to who I'm working with. So That's I'm a, an interpreter. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did catch that. That was one of the, one of the first things that I'm like that the wording, uh, nobody would say it exactly that way. Right. To, to get across what I, I think you, uh, so yeah, I was, I was not that it's improper grammar because it, it is proper grammar and everything. Right. But, but it's but not it's like, how you usually say it. Yeah. That's a, that's right. a, a very specific way. And mm -hmm. again, it's like, well, she could have listened to this random episode when I talked about it here. That, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but that's, Again, that's that's giving right. her way too much credit for spending a lot of time researching. <laughs> right. And you know what I did? I I looked, I um because I have been on a podcast where what they do is they have people on and then they make fun of them. And because I do like like I assume everybody's being honest with me because I'm going to be honest with them. So I did a reading for this person and it was the wackiest thing. And it was just so terrible. I just hung up, you know, it was just like, it was so weird. So I thought, okay, well, Jeff's a comedian. So I probably need to check him out and see if he's just respectful with people. I'm like, if he's respectful with people, I'm good because I get a good feeling about him. Great. So I did tune into the the very lat the very most recent one that was on your list with the the guy who did the past live stuff, and I didn't really listen to anything that you said specifically because I don't want to know. But I could tell you were dealing you were you were talking to him with respect and mutual respect, and I'm like, great, I can do it. And that's what I looked at that. I didn't look, I didn't, I purposefully, I listened to actually some of what he said, you know, just in general about past life stuff. But um, that was it because I really don't want to know because then I have, then my brain gets in the way. 
Yeah, I could see that being a being a roadblock. Um, and that's that's an interesting. Uh, that's almost an interesting segue because I one thing I was wondering is because I would I would think from your perspective, part of the problem with getting to know the person before you do this would be yeah. you might like the person mm-hmm. or you might dislike the person, and obviously. Right. You might then try to, obviously, I'm not saying you would do this, but you could maybe ignore some of the good stuff if you don't like the person, or if you really <laughs> like the person, maybe ignore the bad stuff. So my question, I, right. I this was something I wrote down. You Have you ever just had one where it's like, oh, this person's not good, or the, this person's, I, I guess you could argue they have a good power that can lead them to a very dark place if they harness it in the wrong way. Yes. And I have, I have done a reading um, for someone that I said, you know, you have a really powerful gift. It was somebody who is very, with what he said, was very powerful. <clears throat> he was in high school. This is a high school kid. And um, I said, listen, you need to be very careful how you use your influence because it is powerful and people will follow you and you want to be responsible for what you're saying. And it's super, super important because you could, you know, you can't, you need to, you want to be a good person and you want to make a good difference. And you may say something off the cuff, but they wouldn't, take it that way they would take it as something really powerful that you said that was you meant as truth so be very careful again words have meaning be careful what you're saying because people will will listen to it so um in that case yes you know we all have a two-sided you know speaking of you know what you were talking about you know it takes i'm glad i'm i you know i started this when i was like early you know early thirties, but even by then I had a really strong ethical background and it has just become stronger and stronger Um, because I don't want anything to be self-serving at all. I want it to be about other people and um, about the, and about their highest good. Now, that being said, there are, which I just think this is interesting there are people that I cannot tune in with that literally, you know, a higher power says, nope, not that person. You know, it doesn't happen often. And because I don't tend to, I tend to attract people who are nice and good and kind. And, you know, and most people are really, when you get down to it, they may have some destructive behaviors. Certainly don't we all, but, um, but there's a lot of goodness in almost everybody. And the, one of the people that I could not do a reading for, I said, this person seems very good. And the answer I got was yes, but they're really psychically connected with people who are bad. So you don't want, you don't even want to go there because then that kind of gives them your phone number, you know, your, your energetic phone number. Like they know they can, they will know where to find you. And so, and again, that's happened just a couple of times. It's not very common. How do you, um, when the, the process you do, when you, Mm -hmm. when you do this, is it like, 
obviously you're you're able to type while you do it i assume unless you yep. memorize yep. everything yeah, that's a lot to, <laughs> to oh memorize you know uh, what no because it everything comes so fast so it's easiest for me to just type it out and is it like a, you're in a meditative state kind of thing where you you or is it just something that if you choose to turn the the switch on you can you can dive right in it really is like that you know wow. it, okay. it is like just kind of like if if somebody I've like a family member or a friend is like hey will you tune in this with this and tell me you know some information and I'll be like okay hold on and I just kind of switch my brain it's kind of like when you know when I'm writing I you kind of get in the zone and you you're really focused and that's kind of how it is for me it's like it's not like I'm in a trance it's not like I'm not aware of the things going on for me but you know, when somebody's doing something creative and they're really into it, their brain is just, you know, they're all their energy is focused on it. And that's how mine is. And, you know, so when writers who write every day, they sit down and they're, th that's their routine. Their, their brain is already like, okay, now it's time for writing. And for you, like now it's time to be on the show, you know, like there's a different, there's just a different there's a preparation that we have that's like, okay, now we're on. And um, and that's how it is for me. It's no more or less dramatic than that. But I don't, there's some people who, who literally black out and they don't know what's happening and somebody else types things for them or, or will transcribe them. Um, like Edgar Casey. I don't, that's not me. That's, I don't, I don't do that. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, the so you um, when you do this, um, I'm, I'm this is where I'm going to stumble over the words part. So sure. I probably won't use the correct vocabulary uh -huh. here. But um, is it? I I I I'd like to tie things in with the little bit of things I know. So so um, the. Again, I don't know what words you'd use. There's someone's spirit or their energy that you kind of tie into when you when you do this. Um, I guess I'm interested to see kind of, and you don't have to really even have thoughts on this, I, but I'm curious if you do, um, just talking about, you know, past lives. And, and I had someone else on who was uh, recently who was talking about... Um, past life time is even just a human construct to help like time's not really a, a straight line so yeah um you you could be living multiple lives at the same time your spirit or your energy or whatever yeah um but uh so again i don't know if you believe in that stuff or have opinions on that but uh if that were the case your soul or your energy or your spirit whatever you want to call it um does that is that a through line does and i don't know if that question made sense so i can <laughs> explain it more because i just kind of diarrhea words out of my mouth tell me tell me what you mean by a through line because you i had you i was with you until that very last part so if 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 i my spirit is mm -hmm. currently or again in the past whatever yeah. living other lives mm -hmm. is this same superpower the same 
uh, through every life. Obviously, you circumstances may vary like how it. it gets used. Yeah. But right. is it just this is your your spirit's gift that you you're you're born with, or that might not be the right word either. But yeah, you're created no, you with. know, it, that's a great question. It uh, certainly, I believe that it is. I believe that through time, if there are multiple lives that we live, um, which makes sense to me, but you know, if it works for people, great. If it doesn't, great. But uh, um, your energy is always what it is. It, it, and, and I, there's a certain, it's kind of like notes in the scale, you know, like you're at the same frequency, you've got the same purpose. It's gonna, it's gonna manifest differently because of your different environment and the time you are, you know, your circumstances and where the world is, where you are. And, um, but how it expresses get is different, but who we are is the same, the same. I believe, you know, like lifetime after lifetime, we have the same interest, the same purpose, the same abilities, you know, again, it will be different if we're in the age of technology or if we're, you know, in the stone age, but, um, but I think that we're always the same. And that's, that's what makes it so easy for me to tune in is I just connect with your, with your energy. And it's like, there it is. I mean, and when I connect, all the information is available. It's, and I don't know why, why this popped into my head, but it's like, so, so really you could be looking at people who were able to become evil dictators. Yeah could hypothetically be the same person over and over again who just that they're able to for whatever reason use it for evil or i i guess in different circumstances maybe they could use it to be a leader in a good way um yeah parents different life events um but the the major uh let's say the major warmongers the people who start the biggest conflicts on our planet's history could hypothetically just be the same people recycling over and over, which I mean, not that that's good, but it, it, to me in my head, I'm like, that would be somewhat comforting to be like, they just have an ability, but there's only a few of them that just keep right causing the problems you know, for the rest of us. <laughs> so, so in, in response, I'm just going to tune in with Hitler, you know, cause he's, he's a biggie. So, um, and just, you know what I get? from him is or from his energy is i i don't think he's just one of the big guys who keeps coming around and doing stuff over and over i feel like in his evolution there was so much pain and on stuff that was unresolved that it became something he just went outward with and I think that there would be many lives that he had a lot of pain and then others that he started to actually deal with it. Hmm. So that's, that's what I get in answer because, you know, I mean, I really, because I haven't really thought about that before. Um, the best answer I can give is one where I tune in. 
Um, so that's what I would say. You know, what really occurs to me is how much pain that he was in. And I'm not saying, oh, poor guy. I mean, oh my gosh, atrocities that, I mean, that's just on such an epic scale. It's just horrible. But he was in such pain. And then the more he did, the more pain, the more totally away from his his essence that he got. And he did have these, you know, really persuasive abilities. But, you know, the further you get from your core, which I think is, I think for almost everybody is making is, you know, our core thing that we want to do is make a difference, a positive difference for people to help people and to love people and to love ourselves. And so his essence in another time might, and this is very theoretical, and this is from Mary Beth, not from, from uh, tuning in, but it might be really, you know, positive, but you know what I get in this, in this particular energy thing, there is so, it's just so much pain and so much desperation that um, that's the work there is to do. It's it's interesting because I I don't again weird weird path I've I've mentally uh, taken here. But when you were saying that, I thought of and I don't remember it was a it was a modern redoing of either Outer Limits or Twilight Zone or one of yeah. those things mm -hmm. where someone went back in time and their goal was to kill baby Hitler. Oh and yeah, and yeah. they they did it and. Yeah his parents just stole the maid or slave or whatever the hell it was. They just stole her baby and said, this is Adolf. And their point was turned out the same. Right. <laughs> I, right. I don't know that it's that, but, but that, that was to me, I, I, that episode, I'm like, that's, that's one of those nature versus nurture things. I suppose that the, the way yeah. you're brought up can really shape, you know, and. I... It can, it can, you know, I think it is so important and, you know, to look at these things like trauma and, and, and continue to really delve into how do we help people with that? How do we, how do we um, address that so that people are not at the effect of that? I think for you, that is, and I don't know really anything about your background, except the little that we talked about before, which you just said in the past several years, you know, several years have been really big for you. But I think um, for you, I think the idea of trauma and having people to talk to about it and having people reach out is super important to you. Hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> I mean, it, that's, uh, uh, well, it, yeah, I guess I was leaning this way to, to, to kind of tell you, because that, again, even before we started recording, you, you said about how, um, I was very open and, and usually people who've done that have done a lot of self-work. Yeah. And, and I did say, yeah, just the last couple of years, because it was, now I'm trying to make sure I get the date right, but I think it was January, 2020. Yeah. 
I was seconds away from committing suicide. Um, I had sent out a text message to my parents and siblings that was just not, not saying I was going to kill myself, but just saying how much I love them. And no matter what happens, just know it's not your fault or something to that extent. And, um, my mom called me and I answered. If I didn't answer, I would have gone upstairs to the bathroom. Like I I had a plan to make sure I killed myself in a way that was most convenient for my family. Um, And you know what? And it, and really quickly before you say anything else, of course it would be your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And your mother was, you know, like, I don't, we're just going to go back here. There were things that happened when you were young and your mom was like a lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would say she's probably that way to many people. I would say. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 And, uh, in that moment, I'll say that in that moment, I think she was she was frankly helpless because I told her I was going to do it. And um, the only reason I didn't, I literally in my head, uh, I said, I'm just going to wait two weeks because I can't do it today because she's going to blame herself. So yeah. I'm going to wait two weeks. So she and I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it in two weeks. And the way I deal with depression is by two weeks, I was like, well, that was stupid. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, but I also my mom spent hours talking to me on the my, the phone. My sister yeah. by that by a certain point, some of my friends, I think, started to realize that something was off with me. So they were reaching out to me and talking uh, you yeah. know, an extra amount. So, again, by two weeks, I'm like, well, that was stupid. What's wrong? Why was I? gonna do that what an idiot i i am um but the the one thing that i came to realize is i need to bring joy into my life so that when when i i'm just gonna deal with depression when it when it's just gonna come somebody compared it to a bald spot on a tire it's like it's gonna come up yeah it's it's just it's just in me um Mm -hmm. but at least when it happens if i can look at my life and say well I love what I do. So I, why, I'm not going to kill myself. I enjoy it. You know, like I, right. I would never give up on my podcast because I'm, I'm feeling depressed. Um, but yeah. I was in a, a job I hated that wore me out. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of people who end up coming to you probably are in a similar situation. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, that's when I decided I, I, I'm like, I love comedy. I've been trying to write, comedy for a while i just never really did it and that's when i committed to i'm gonna do it i'm gonna write i'm gonna do this and then by the beginning of last year february of 2021 is when i started doing stand-up started the podcast and all that so it still took a while to kind of manifest but i feel like from then on it's kind of been like i need to find me and what makes me happy and what 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 can make me function so i don't do go off the rails again um (laughs) yeah you know and really I mean that's such a dramatic example but really so many people suffer yours came to a head you know fortunately because then you could be like oh okay now I mean first of all that's horrible but how many people just suffer silently Mm -hmm. every day and it never comes to a head. They never, you know, it never comes to the point where they're like, wait a minute, I got to do something different. Right. You know, and fortunately you had 
friends and family that, that could talk to you. I'm not surprised just because of who you are, but there are people who don't have that. And, um, and, you know, one of the things that, that I love about superpower work is superpowers are what give us joy. They are just what give us joy. And so when people say, well, I'm a good, you know, I'm just always used to this example, but I'm a good organizer. Maybe that's my superpower. I'm like, does it give you joy? Not really, but I can do it. Great. That's not your superpower. You know, superpower is something you love, something that lights you up. There was this line from Chariots of Fire. I know I'm dating myself. It's from 1981, all you young people. And, um, but there were, um, it was about these guys who were runners in the Olympics and I think the 20s or 30s, the, the 1920s or 30s. I guess I have to be clear now. Um, <laughs> they were in the but, future. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. Sometimes t- you're right. I'm not the time Lord. Uh, I can't do that. But, uh, but, um, and they were runners. And I remember looking, watching them run and and the, the cinematography was gorgeous. I mean, they won like eight Academy Awards and, um, but you could see as they ran, they loved to run. And even I get goosebumps, even as I think about it. Um, and, and it was based on a true story. And Eric Liddell was a, a man from Scotland who was talked to, it was a main character in the movie. And um, he said, you know, I, he was a Christian missionary and went to China. And he said, I think God made me for China, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And usually mm. I'm like bawling when I say that, that uh, quote, because it is so like, it is all, it is like that. Like when I can tune in with somebody and talk to them and I know it makes a difference and I know I've hit a nerve, you know, and they're like, oh, that is me. Oh my gosh. I never even considered that. I mean, it's been always right underneath my subconscious, but there it is. Like, of course it's been there the whole time. You know, when I have those moments, I am just like, oh my gosh, they're just divine moments. And, you know, in comedy, when you're relating to people, you know, comedy is in so many, so many different happens in so many different ways. But, you know, for so many people, it's such an intimate way to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Like it is, you know, you're not just up there acting, you know, some people are, but for so many people, it's a really deep communication with people. It's just through the comedic medium. Like Hannah Gatsby. Do you know who Hannah Gatsby is? Yeah. Yeah. Like profound, funny, hilarious, but also incredibly profound. And she says things that are very difficult to hear. And yet she's a comedian, you know, and and she's so gifted. And um, and I think that that's when we find our joy. And we do. We, you know, so many people, I think the pandemic was so interesting because people started looking at their lives like, wait a minute, I've been on this roll, this, this hamster wheel for so long. I forgot why I'm even on the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, just go, 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 go. And I was like that. And I got sick with COVID in February of 2020 when it was really, oh, really bad. Real early. Yeah. Yes. Before they shut everything down. And by the end of uh, March, 
I called my boss and said, I can't come into work. I, and I'm a single mom. I'm like, I, I don't have like this big trust fund, but I'm like, literally, I can't get out of bed. And so they let me work from home and, um, which was life-changing for me because I kind of got to slow everything down. And it was a real, really amazing time for so many of us, a, a turning point where we said, wait a minute, wait a minute, why am I doing all this stuff? Maybe I need to rethink this. And so you're right. A lot of people have come to me and said, you know, this was a real turning point. And I don't even know who I am. I can't, I can't even, I'm so far gone and so burned out that I don't even know who I am anymore. So those are a lot of conversations that we have had. And, um, and for you, you know, you are so about relating to people and being real and saying it. But, you know, it, but here's what's great about you. you. More people can hear it because it comes through a medium with you of, and um, you said your time, the the guy that the past life regression guy called you, um, what did Just he call <laughs> But you know what I love about that is that Just Jeff is so relatable and so not arrogant and and so open that people can hear just Jeff. Whereas if somebody's sitting in a clinical lab somewhere and they're talking about it in theoretical terms, they can't hear it. And I feel like comedy is such a profound medium. I mean, when you look at George Carlin started off by like saying the words, you know, but George Carlin was always a deep guy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that we knew him when, well, when I was young um, as, you know, kind of a shocking guy. But then as you listen to his comedy, it's so, it is so wise and so profound. And um, I think comedy is such a great way to reach people. It's, it's like, it's just like, take, it's, it's like, you know, if you got the door barricaded in the front, well, maybe the back door is open. You can come in there and just sit on the couch and be like, it's still, you know, all this wisdom still going to come in. It's just a little easier to take, you know, because I'm just sitting in your living room with you and I'm, you know, I'm a person and, um, and I love that. And I think you, so when you were young and I don't, you don't need to tell me any details, but did something happen to you that was pretty bad when you were pretty young? Um, nothing, nothing, I, nothing really bad. Nothing really bad. Um, but, but bad for you. Well, I could think of a couple things. Um, because I'm thinking something that made specifically something that made you feel separated and alone. Um, I don't know. It could, I guess, uh, could be the, the worst thing in my childhood was when I was in middle school, my mom got in a bad car accident. It wasn't even that bad of a car accident, frankly, yeah. but bad enough that she was bedridden for like a decade. Um, that's bad. Yeah. So it yeah. was, uh, and my dad was just, uh, yeah. I, and she was obviously 
mentally she was like a living i mean she she was a mother like you yeah we go talk to her all the time and everything my dad had to run crazy to to work to do everything around the house to put food on the table um um so i gained i i would say out of that i gained everlasting respect for both my parents um which you know my dad just i don't to me i always think i would have killed myself if i was either one of my parents like that's yeah. how, where my brain goes right. is i'm like yeah. i i wouldn't want to live with a with a a wife that can't get out of bed and have to just run run four Do kids everything. all over town for you know for everything and um also I wouldn't want to lie in a bed for 10 years, not be able to, you know, I, I knew how much it hurt my mom to not be able to go to, I don't know if she went to any of my football games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that I played that many. Cause I got, I was a little injury prone. Um, that's a physical problem. though, not a mental problem, <laughs> but, um, uh, I, but I know it hurt not to be able, even to this day, she'll, she'll get sick and she won't be able to go to my son's flag football games. And she's like, please apologize to him. I'm like, Oh, he doesn't care. I he's mean, he's okay. Right. Yeah. He's, he's okay. fine. You're, you're, you're sick. There, right. he's, trust me. He doesn't look for you on the sideline when right. he's running, running down the field. It's right. okay. Um, so that was probably the, the, the thing that sticks out to me as being the, the worst thing i think as an adult i've turned it on its head um of just yeah my parents and i are super super close nice um and i think that's part of it is it's like these two were just amazing people and i can't imagine um i i it's it's you know that's that's where i am trying to think of the best way to say this um, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, check your privilege or something like that, that kind of person. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, it's like, boy, I had the two perfect parents. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Really, yeah. I can't imagine how, you know, and I, I'm like, look, I'm fucked up as it is. And I had the greatest parents I could ever imagine. So, boy, if I had bad parents, I wonder what would I would have turned out to be. <laughs> That's kind of how I've learned to interpret it. I don't know. Right, right. But you know what's interesting is I think there's something so deep within you that, and when I pointed out the loss that being lost, I think you don't want people to be lost. I think it hurts your soul when people are lost, you know, and when they feel alone and, and, you know, your parents, they're amazing and they made it all work. But I think for you, in a way, that was also, that was difficult because you probably kind of felt like, oh my gosh, my world has just fallen down around me and everything's different and it's going to be different, you know, for maybe ever. And um, because nobody thinks after 10 years, their mom is going to not be bedridden anymore, you know, like that's a big deal. But, um, but to get deeper with, um, with you and your message, I think you want to relate so much to people because you would never want someone to feel like they were lost and alone. And that is not, that is your energy signature. That's, uh, and, and I guess not that I, I, I always preface it by being like, I'm not a mental health expert, but my advice to everyone is, have a safety net 
meaning if if you're someone who you know you're prone to thinking uh, this life's not worth living, you need to have people you can talk to. Yeah, we'll just do mainly do nothing but listen because right. there's not much you can say to someone when they're suicidal. Frankly, yeah, um, most things that people say actually hurt <laughs> more than they help. Um, but no, I, that's. Um, I guess that kind of makes sense that that's usually my message when I, you know, if I, I don't talk about it as much on my podcast, a couple of times I've done like mental health podcasts mm -hmm. where I've told, I'm like, that's my strategy is you just need to surround yourself with people. Um, you need to find people, even if it's virtual people. I mean, even right. if it's, even if it's emailing me and being like, right. Hey, I, you know, right. Yeah. I, I need to talk. <laughs> just, yeah it's um so i guess that that kind of fits with what i what i try to push out with in that regard too yeah. um and i do also i'll i'll i'm when you talk about people in jobs that um i do often try to encourage people to look at their options that are in jobs that make them miserable because i've been there <laughs> So I think that's yes. part of it, maybe too. <laughs> you know, it is. I and and it's interesting because when when I talk, when sometimes this comes up when I do readings for people, is that in order to help people in the biggest way possible, your personal obstacles in your life each time are overcoming something that makes you even more relatable, makes you even more understanding of things that people go through. And your message is so strong and so important that you would go through something like that in order to be somebody that people could relate to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of it's kind of crappy, you know. Like, you know, like let's say somebody's big superpower is they're all about freedom, and I have a friend who is all about freedom, and and that is her essence, and it's super cool because she brings freedom to everyone that she knows. So somebody like her grew up in a very strict household, you know, with you know all these expectations, and that's what she had to get through. Because what was there was not freedom, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it was kind of like the the obstacle course that she had to get through and get and go through over and over and over and over to get stronger and stronger and stronger until she's like, oh my gosh, I'm free. I I didn't know, you know that was, but that was her. That's that is her DNA. That is her essence all the time. Every life that is who she is. A stand for freedom. And for you, in order to go to be the best you can be at somebody who is relatable, somebody who's been through it, you had to go through it. You had to go through it and learn. And it has made you so open and so relatable and so much more powerful than you could have been at what your purpose is. I'm not saying, yay, suicide. No, right. you know what I mean? Like, yes. like that, but, you know, you know, if somebody's, it's just, 
it seems like there are specific things that we have to go through. Like for me, I love my hometown in Oklahoma. Absolutely. Um, and it's a really special place. Uh, people are amazing there. And I'm not just saying that. Other people are like, Ponca City is super cool. That's where I'm from, Ponca <laughs> City, right? And um, And it is, but even so, how a lot of Oklahomans are is like, we'll let you be whatever you want to be as long as you're in this box. Right. And obviously I am not in that box. You know, like none of my essence is let's stay in the box. My essence is there shouldn't even be a box, you know, let's go here and let's go here. And here I am this person with so much like intuitive ability and I'm growing up in this environment that's like, nope, not okay. We don't, we don't talk about that. That is not okay. And that's not to say that everybody was like that, but that's, you know, you grow up in a culture that is strongly like, nope, you, you could be whatever you want in the box. Absolutely. The box is big enough. It's no problem. What's your problem? Why can't you be in the box? Cause it'd make us all so much more comfortable if you were in the box. And, um, So that was my big challenge is, you know, as somebody who was raised to be a people pleaser and to get along and to everything. And I am, I love harmony, but I had to realize, you know what? I am who I am and this is my purpose and I'm going to do it because this is what, why would I have this gift if I'm not supposed to use it? So, um, you know, in our own ways, we have those challenges that help us become so much better than we would have if we hadn't gone through them. Yeah, I, that that's beautifully said. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting. I mean, I again, I I I don't. I think I, I don't know now if I mentioned this before. I think I mentioned it before I started recording, but I I have a penchant for sharing things that on this podcast or or when I go on other people's podcasts, even sharing things that are uncomfortable um, for people to talk about or to even hear sometimes. Yes. I I fully, you know, even what I said earlier about the, you know, the suicide. So some people are going to be like, Oh, I don't want to hear that. Or, uh, but right. Also, there's i know from people who have reached out to me there are dozens of other people and not necessarily about suicide but about weight loss or about whatever else it's like oh i've i've been there that i i just never would say that out loud on a podcast (laughs) right Uh, exactly and you know what and you are so open and so clear that when you say it that people who couldn't hear it before can hear it when you say it. You're not preachy about it. You're not, you're not above anyone. You're just sharing. And that is, you know, that's the best thing we can do with each other is just share because how many, you know, people, I know people who had to declare bankruptcy and they were like, I didn't know how many people had to declare bankruptcy until I did it. And then everyone has said that, you know, like I've heard that from a speaker before. And I was like, wow, you know, because people are ashamed, they're embarrassed, they're like horrified, they they feel trapped and they don't want to talk about it. 
right. and they certainly don't want anyone to know about it. And um, it's powerful when someone says, yeah, I did that, or this happened to me, this happened to me, I experienced this. And I think you are so relatable and that's so important to you. And I'm not surprised that you that you go ahead and do it, even though it might make people feel uncomfortable. But I also, I can imagine that when you say something like that, that people who would have not been open to that at all, talking to, talking about it, would talk to you about it. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> 100%. I, I used to say, this is even goes back years. I used to say all the time, it's so weird how people I meet for the first time uh, will have conversation with me and start sharing some really deep. Yeah. I, I was at a church festival and I was talking with a guy, uh, an older, I mean, older than me, not an old guy. Um, and I had just gotten in a fight with my ex-wife at this church festival and she left with the kids and, mm. you know, so I was a little tuned up from that. Yeah. And I was talking to this guy and he starts telling me about all of the marital problems he's gone through and the difficulty he's gone through. And mm. I, I didn't, I assume this was all public knowledge. I said something to my mom who, who knows him well, much better yeah. than me. She's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, never mind. If you don't know, I I should probably oh, keep quiet about it. Right. And, and it's like, never mind. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. But I've I've you know even I know this is a goofy example, but um, this has happened multiple times too with similar things. I was I was meeting a buddy and he had he had work people, and he's like, Jeff, whatever you do, don't start talking about like strip club stories, or just just keep it. You know, and I'm like, I, I'm, of course, I'm not going to do that. Within an hour, his boss's boss had me at a table regaling me with strip club stories. I didn't say a word. He just wanted to dump them out on me. And I'm like, this is okay. great. I, I He came by. I'm like, I'm not the one who brought this up. <laughs> just for the record. This is not my fault. No, I didn't do I'm anything. I'm participating now, but I didn't bring it up. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it's it's like... I, he, 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 something in me drew it out of him, I guess. I don't know. But you know, that's exactly what it is. You know, we, we, so we think about life in such um, a shallow way, you know, we don't realize that our energy interacts with everyone else's energy, you know, um, and, and our truth and our mission when I'm talking with somebody or I'm close to somebody or whatever, it makes a difference. You know, like when I um, met my husband um, like six years ago, he introduced me to some friends of his. And within seconds, I'm over in the corner talking to this woman about very like, like in depth, um, intimate things. And he's like, how did you do that? And I'm like, those are the conversations I have. Like, how do you not do that? And I don't want to talk about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I never thought that, but, you know, those are the kind of people I attract. Those are the people that I talk to. And same with you. You know, you talk about real things. You love to talk about real things. You know, like that is your, that, 
that's something that really feeds you too. It's like, not only are you getting, giving people the, um, somebody they can relate to, but they're sharing with you their stories. And that is like manna from heaven for you. It is like, because that's like your payback. You know what I mean? Like for me, when I do a reading and I know people are like, wow, I just feel like I've been seen like, yeah. and I see, and I see that in me that you have pointed out. I'm like, there we go. That's my exchange because I could never just do readings where I just sent it out and didn't know if it landed with people. I couldn't do it because oh, yeah. I want to know, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know that what I'm doing is making a difference. My kitty, my kitty's right here. She's oh, a child. I, I attract, I attract cats during podcasts. Oh, this is my big girl. She <laughs> says, Hello. But, um, but, um, you know, the same thing with you, like if, yeah, like I want to know that I'm making a difference and for you, for people to open up and you, because you can tell when you have made a difference for them. And this is for Jeff, like, this is for you, you know, like this is, I'm not talking in general terms. I think you could extrapolate it out for everyone else, but you, it makes a difference for you to have those really important interactions with people when you know that you have connected with them that's like your bread and butter you love it and it is it helps you you are somebody who just is so good at connecting with people you really connect with people and it's the language you speak and so when you're talking to somebody and somebody starts talking about the strip club or if they're, like you said, and the words you said, again, words are important, that just needed to come out of him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you are so good at that. And, um, you know, I'm just going to say it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you do speaking engagements for groups that yes, they're for entertainment and you do it because people love it, but they're, but you really connect with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's some of the feedback I've gotten even from comedians is, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Which I'm like, I don't know if that's from them. It's like, I don't know if that's a backhanded <laughs> compliment right like, you you're never not know. funny enough to do right. stand up but you're funny enough to do speaking engagement <laughs> no no but really i mean i'd accept I that think though. <laughs> i think it's very interesting because you know imagine that you're dealing with a company that is changing their culture and and you're you know and and you really want to connect with them and and have them understand something great at that the other thing is those gigs pay a lot yeah <laughs> yeah so so that's always really good do you know what I mean because knowing that you know you're not a motivational speaker you're not a you are you are you you are so who you are 
that when you speak with groups, you can hear what they're saying and you can speak to that. Like it's a, that's because, because there are people who do the shtick, you know, they've got their routine down. It's fabulous. I, I don't know how people do that. That's incredible. But you are somebody who can sense and feel the mood in the room and speak to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to think so at least I, but no, I, I think. um, That's a kind of a big one. Yeah. That's kind of a big one because it does require um, a lot of trust in yourself because it's like, Oh my gosh kind of like jumping off the high dive. This is how I used to describe my work. It's like jumping off the high dive and hoping there's water in the pool when you land, you know, like, cause you're like, oh my gosh. But, you know, you have things to say. And I, you know, we're kind of leveling way up here, but, um, but I can see you doing those kinds of talks with people who really, that you, that you really relate to them and that you, whatever you say is just given by your interaction with people. And, you know, and I don't even mean speaking, but just what you get from them. Yeah. I, so uh... <laughs> consider that, consider that because that is something that could make a huge difference and something that, you know, also financially, that's a great thing. I mean, that's a, those are great gigs to get. And if, and when you're on that, I can't believe we're having this conversation, but, <laughs> but, um, cause on a podcast, I would just keep it general sometimes, <laughs> but you know me, I'm like, okay, let's get in there. Let's really get in there. Yeah. So, this, this, this fits with me too. So <laughs> okay, good. okay. Um, but you know, because you really are for something. Yes. You're funny, but you're automatically funny, you know, like you're off the cuff, funny and all that kind of stuff. And people like you because you're just Jeff, you know? And um, so they're already at ease. So they already like you. I mean, it took a nanosecond for me to be like, oh, <laughs> here we go. I'm just on, you know, I'm just on a podcast with Jeff and he's super fun. You know what I mean? Like it didn't take any time. Yeah. Um, but I can really see you doing that. And it's going to take a little bit to get used to being, trusting yourself to, to uh, speak to what's true. But here's the thing, you can speak to what's true. Most people are coming from a very theoretical idea, which may have nothing to do with what people in their organization are dealing with, but you can, because you do it automatically. You just do it. And yeah. you make a difference. So it, it it's uh it's it's intimidating but exciting at the same time. And I, I've always said right. the the key to uh and apparently this is like the philosophy of a book that I have read, but I don't remember the title of it. 
Yeah. But it sold millions and millions of copies, so they don't need a plug for me. Uh, but um, I, one of my friends was listening to me talk to someone else on the podcast, and I'm like, I don't believe in retirement. Uh, I just want to do what I love until I die. Um, and that's, and apparently, again, that's, and I've read the book. It's a cafe on the edge of nowhere or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I, it's close enough to the title that people should be able to find it, <laughs> I think. Um, but that was the the point. It's like, if you, if you're great at this or, or you not, you're great at it. You love doing this. Right. Make that your life's work and just figure out a way to make enough money to survive. You don't need the right. superficial Right. Like, I, don't, I don't need to be a millionaire. I need to be able to just keep a roof over my head and food on the table. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I also see that medium as such a way to make a difference, too. Right. right. You know what I mean? Because that is, I mean, I can just really see you doing that. And I think you would love it because not only... In that medium, you get that feedback from people who are like, thank you so much for coming to speak. You know, that made all the difference to me. You know, like you never know when somebody is going to be in exactly the position you were in January of 2020. They right. hate their job. Life seems, you know, seems pointless. And, you know, many and a myriad of other things that could be going on with them. And you doing what you love inspires other people to do what they love. Whatever that is. Yeah. Because you're doing it, you know, and you're just, yeah. I just think that, I just think you want to go out there and you want to be like, listen, you're not alone. Yeah. And, and you know, what drives me to be successful is, uh, how many people tell me what I've done is inspirational to them. Yes. Um, and it's like, yeah. well, now I have to, I have to succeed. You have to. I can't fail. I'll let all these people well, down. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> and that is, you know, and that's one of your safety nets. That's one of your safety yeah. nets. And, you know, every time I'd say, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe this doesn't make a difference. Then my best friend will call and say, you know that reading you did for me like three years ago? She's like, that changed my life. And I have such a great relationship with this person in my life because of that thing you said, you know, and I'm all, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to do it. And, um, but at the end of the day, it is what, it is what lights me up. And when I get to talk to people like you, because some people won't let me in, which I understand. It's like, you know, and it's not even a conscious thing. It's just like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm trying to hold it all together. And, you know, so I can't let anyone in because if I crack at all, I'm going to completely crack. And I understand that. But it's so fun dealing with people who are open and that I can get in there with. You just have such a message. And you know what, Jeff, your message will continue to grow and expand as you speak. Speaking, being out there, that is your get opportunities to speak 
as much as you can. Because that's when you're, that's, have, I know you've probably experienced that sometimes when you say things, you're like, where did that come from? Because that was amazing. Like <laughs> that did not come from me. And I don't mean that you're not, you know, but you know what I, I mean? I do. And I'm like, that's not something I would say, you know, but I'm kind of used to that because I, I get what I get when I tune in, but your message will become more and more and more and more profound as you do this. Give yourself a big enough audience and a big enough opportunity to let that happen. I will uh, I will certainly try. And, that- <laughs> and I think, and you know, what's funny is I can imagine your friends would be like, yes, that's what we've been trying to tell him. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got friends battling over who's going to manage me when I when I blow up. So <laughs> there we go, there we go. Exactly, because you do have you've got a lot to say, and the more you do it, you know, the more you do it, the more that will come out of you that you're like, I would never have dreamed I am I am talking about this, but I am, and it'll just come out, and you'll be like, did I really just say that? Oh my gosh, okay, I guess we're going there. But that's what's so great about you is you are so real and so relatable. Um, People just, you know, it it just puts people at ease and they can hear it. And that's really what you want. You want them to be able to hear, hear those good messages. Yeah. It's um, the, the, the last weird thing I'll say in this podcast is uh, there, there was a song and, um, uh goodness gracious ajr is the band that sang oh it. yeah yeah and and they it a hundred gosh dang it hundred bad days makes a hundred great stories a hundred great stories makes me interesting at parties was like the <laughs> the main chorus in that line and i'm like wow this to i like to talk about embarrassing and sad and bad moments but i like to present them in a I'm not ashamed of it. I, I right. make jokes. And one of my friends, uh, she, that song came on. She's like, Oh, Jeff, this song reminds me of you so much. And I'm like, I, it I actually thought so much that too. too. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was weird. <laughs> but I, I do think that, oh. that it, it, it all plays into it. It's like a, a bad story, a bad, I mean, I, oh, I, yeah. I yeah, I've I've talked about bad dates I've had. I was gonna podcast. say a bad I had a bad Tinder date with like, you know, a sociopath. That was in, you know, but since I'm alive I'm since I'm still alive, it's a funny story. Right, right. That's right. the thing is is you 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 take pain, you learn from it, you bundle it up and you send it out with humor. You know, right. make exactly. jokes about yourself, make jokes right. about you know. And it's, I do think it's a pot, you, you literally take a negative and turn it into a positive when you do that. Um, then again, I also say my podcast and my uh, stand up are 99% just like a free therapy session for me to just <laughs> vent on the microphone. And some people be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yes, right. You know, and I think that's what makes you so great. So if you ever get into the position where people are like, you need to say this and you need to practice it. You need to do this. Don't do it. Just be you. What was it? Uh, I think it was uh, Woody Allen who said, I think to John Lovitz one time, he said, you know, he, he called John Lovitz over 
And he said, you're trying too hard. Cause they were like, he was in a movie or something. I'm pretty sure it was John Lovitz. And he said, you know, people like you and me. And first of all, John Lovitz, like, I'm like you, you know, like, oh my gosh, you're Woody Allen. And he said, we're just funny. You don't have to try to be funny. Just, you know, do your thing. And I feel like that's great advice for you. Like be you and it will come out. It's all in you. It's all in you. And, and giving yourself plenty of opportunities to let it come out is all you need to do because your genius will just take over and you'll be doing it. All you have to do is, you know, appreciate your day and give yourself opportunities to be that genius that you are. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. And I did not realize how much time of yours I've taken until <laughs> like a few minutes ago. I'm like, holy God. I know. I know. We have gone on. We've gotten in a zone. But before I let you go, where can people find you to get, I mean, I would, I, I think a lot of people could benefit from, from getting the, their, their superpower reading. Is that the right Yes, yes. Vernacular. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I'm on yes. And I'm at superpowerinc.org. If you go to superpowerinc.com, it's a power station in New Jersey. Mm. Great. I should have checked that out before I started my name. But um, but you can always do superpower inc, like INC, like incorporated, um, and then put Mary Beth and you'll get to my page and just sign up for my email newsletter. And if you want like a really quick two or three line thing from me, I'll do all of just Jeff's. Um, listeners, I'll do a quick reading for you. And um, I've gotten great feedback when I have done that because people are like, wow, I can't believe that. And like Jeff, you said, I mean, if I could send you the last 15 write-ups I did, you'd be like, none of these are even, they're all like opposite of each other. You know, none of them are the same. I don't have this yeah. canned thing. I actually sit down, tune in with you and write what I get um, because there's no other way to do it. I mean, why would I even be doing this if I did that? That's so cheesy. And um, so anyway, but you can get on my email uh, list. You can also email me at mysuperpowerinc at gmail.com. So that is mysuperpowerinc at gmail.com. And that's I-N-C- not like tattoo ink, which is yes, INC, like incorporated. Right. right. <laughs> and I will uh I'll put the email and the website in the show notes for the listeners. Okay. Okay, uh, good. Who, who are who are uh hearing and then typing in <laughs> Okay, good. Perfect. Um Mary Beth, thank you so much. I I I I, I could talk to you for hours. I well we 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 have We're probably closing in on two anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Jeff. It has been. Thank you. Yeah, for me too. Thank you. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Mary Beth Robinson. Uh, check out her website, shoot her an email if you are interested. Um, and yeah, I was tempted to read my whole superpower reading, but you know, I feel like my ego has been stroked enough on this podcast. So we'll just leave that for me at my own leisure. Uh, but thank you, Mary Beth, for coming on. Uh, was a very uh, fun uh, time, very interesting discussion, at least for me. I don't mind talking about myself. Some, some, 
some may say that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> um, I was I was reminded in my outro when I said that's it, that's all. Hope you had a ball. I I stole that. That was what the the carnival worker. I don't know if it's appropriate to call him Carney still. That's what we call them as kids. But the guy who operated the wipeout ride at the St. Paul's Festival uh, always said that when we got off for years. And I think it was pre-recorded. I think the guy who ran the ride probably had a bit of an accent and just pressed a button, you know, because the voice never changed. But the guy running the ride did just, you know, observation from my youth. Um but the St. Paul's Festival uh, was a couple weeks ago, and they had the wipeout there and had some sort of mechanical issue and did not run the entire time, um, which was sad because that was the one thing I was actually going to go on. Um, it's crazy. I've come to realize, and I'm, I'm curious whether it's alcoholism uh, or, or, or what, but my brain is just, uh, I don't remember much from my youth <laughs> it's like i remember loving the festival and i remember going on rides <laughs> but i don't remember a lot of other stuff it's like I, i've got blank spots um yeah it's probably the alcohol i i have those on monday and tuesday nights quite often as well um anyways speaking of drinking i did do a drunk jeff eats for the new blackened uh popeye's chicken sandwich uh, check that out. Make sure you are subscribed over at the YouTube. I'm going to pop some more podcast clips up on YouTube from uh, episodes, previous episodes. I think especially during December because I still don't have a plan. I, I kind of getting nervous. I don't have a plan even for next week's episode as you're listening to this. Um, so we'll 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 see. We'll figure something out. Um, but, uh, I know last year there was a big dip, like from the second week in December until like the second week of January, which makes a lot of sense. People probably, you know, listen to more Christmas music and less podcasts. Uh, just an assumption. I'm just taking a wild swing at things here. Um, obviously I had many fewer listeners at this time last year than I do now as well. So I'm kind of weighing uh, balancing my options, what, uh, how we're going to close out 2022 and power forward into 2023, uh, working on a few little, uh, little fun things maybe to get sprinkled in last week's guest, Gary Maselli, uh, and I have, uh, tossed an idea or two back or forth for some fun things we can mix in, uh, you know, talk to a, couple of my buddies about a couple ideas as well so we'll see we'll see but the one-on-one interviews aren't going anywhere we might just sprinkle in maybe add an episode with a little more of a uh i don't know a radio feel or a you know we'll see we'll feel it out and if you like it tell me and if you don't don't um <laughs> see what i did there um all right follow me on twitter facebook instagram mind <laughs> excuse me minds.com uh rate the podcast on the imdb page some user added me to a podcast list called nine star podcasts and there's only 60 some on there so thanks to that dude whoever that is um i don't even know how to make a playlist on there <laughs> um uh give me the ratings on apple that's a big one 
it goes into a lot of these algorithms. So give me a, a rating on Apple if that's where you're listening, or if you just have Apple devices, you can just go into the podcast app and do it, uh, or on Spotify. Uh, I got a lot of ratings on Spotify. Uh, all right, that'll do it. I appreciate you all. Again, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, boom, it's over.